All right, let's kick it. Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries, friends. My name is Nate. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic and sober coach. My addiction has shaped the person I am today and given me the ability and voice to help others, and I simply wouldn't be here without it. Recovery is possible. The Sobriety Diaries is a video podcast where we talk to other recovering alcoholics and addicts. We hear their stories and hope to help others who may still be struggling. Head on over to the sobrietydiaries.com where you can apply to be a guest on the show and join our insiders list for early release episodes, exclusive content, and much more. Also, please share this podcast with just one person in your life who may still be struggling. You just never know what they may need to hear today. Happy Sober Day, friends. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode and spending time with me here on the Sobriety Diaries. The support is truly appreciated. Our community continues to grow, which is amazing and one of my main goals. So you are part of that. So I appreciate your time today. We are continuing our discussion with Naya Thompson. Uh, If you didn't hear part one, it is our episode previous uh, to today. So probably check that out first because it is an incredible story. Naya was involved in the Aurora, Colorado movie theater shooting in 2012, and that event accelerated her addiction and accelerated this negativity in her life. And today we are moving on to sort of her journey and her path to recovery and really how being focused on physical fitness has just solidified her sobriety and set her on this path to greatness and she is just crushing it. So I'm really excited today to open the diary on part two with Naya. Let's kind of walk through, I I haven't really talked to a guest who has been through such a traumatic event as an adult. So I'm curious how that affected you, I guess, if we want to start kind of at the theater and, and walk through that night a little bit. So I, I love Batman. So I was really excited about, about that movie, um, The Dark Knight Rises. And I remember going on to Fandango.com, like how, how many years ago was this? And um, trying to purchase the tickets and my card kept declining. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is my card declining? So I think I tried it two or three times and I'm like, I don't want my card to get locked. So I won't try anymore. But of course, you know, I can be stubborn at times or (laughs) persistent. Yeah. So I went back online maybe a few hours later and they actually had a 1205 showing of the show as an option. So I'm like, Ooh, I'll try this. Go on, select two tickets, goes through just fine. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And looking back now, I'm like, you know what? I should have honored those declines and not tried again. Yes. So this but, was 12 midnight, right? Yes. 12 okay. AM yeah. was, was, um, our show time. So we, um, showed up to the, the theater a little late and I will probably have to say that's, we were probably, you know, drinking or something in the car, yeah, you know, right, right. but but that's, that's exactly what it was. And so go into the theater and people are dressed in costumes. Like this is a big deal. This is, 
Batman people. And so we get there so late. So we don't get, you know, the options of the best seats at the time. It wasn't the air where you reserve your seating. Yeah. So yeah. we end up getting, you know, those side seats. Mm-hmm. That's where we ended up. So we were on the right-hand side of the theater, um, which was the side that he entered the theater on. And it's really hard for me to say the name of that person. Yeah, so. I think we all know it. Yeah, you don't have to. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. And so um, we were sitting on that side of the theater in the very bottom row. Um, and I remember uh, sitting there waiting. We still had a few minutes before the show started and we were plotting how we would go do our restroom breaks and how we would do that. And so... So we're sitting there and he makes this really unusual comment. He's like, gosh, I hope the people behind us don't like shoot us in the head. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I look back and it's, it's just a a guy. He looks like he's, you know, a grandpa there with his, his granddaughter. That's what it appeared. Everything's fine. And I'm like, that's, that's unusual. So we never end up doing our little restroom strategy so the movie begins and if you're familiar with the film at the beginning Bane hijacks a plane at the time a uh, tear gas canister I at the time I did not know that's what it was but something flies across the screen and people start clapping they are thinking that there is a show happening and that century 16 must have orchestrated it all right like no way no way So this canister flies across the screen and people are clapping and I'm like, oh my God, see, we shouldn't have come to this theater. It's so loud. So you're, are you scared immediately when the, no, I'm just like, why are these people so loud at the theater? Like, ew. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. At the time. Right. Um, And so maybe less than a minute or two later, same thing happens. Another canister flies across the screen. And this time there was smoke and I think, I I don't know, there were still people clapping, things were still happening. And I think the movie was still playing, but at this point, I don't even remember. So then the gas starts to spread and I can feel it tasted, eyes are burning. I get down on the ground and that's when the gunshots begin. And so... I don't believe that, that anything crazy is happening. So I'm on the floor, but I'm like lifted over my seat, peeking around. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what is happening right now? I can't breathe. Can't see what's happening. He, like my ex-husband pushes me down. He's like, Maya, get down. Like, this is real. Get down. So I'm on the floor putting my Jordans on. <laughs> I had them off. That movie is really long. If right. you've seen it, you know. Yeah. So I'm putting my shoes back on and I'm like flustered. I don't, I don't know what I don't understand what's happening. And so a few seconds later, Derek is gone. He's gone. Derek is my ex-husband, people. He is gone. I don't know where he's at. And I'm just on the floor, like crouching underneath my seat. And I'm I don't understand what's happening, honestly. And so a few minutes later, he comes back. He's like, where were you? I thought you were behind me. I'm like, I had no idea you were going to leave. Like, where'd you go? And he's like, okay, we have to run because he's getting close. And I'm like, okay. 
So we grab hands and we run to the top of the theater. And then once we're at the top, we're obviously on the far right. So we have to go to the left side of the theater to get out of the a top exit door that we didn't even know it was there. So we run up the stairs and we run across the aisles. I stepped on so many people that I cannot even begin to explain what that felt like to literally be stepping on humans that are afraid for their life and probably just like me not understanding what is really happening. So we get out to the lobby of the theater and it is a complete nightmare. People are running, people are screaming, there's blood everywhere, there's blood all over my arms. Like, I don't know what, I still don't know what's happening. I don't know if there are multiple shooters, I don't know. So once we get outside, I slide under a car. I, I was like, I'm, I'm not running. I don't know what's going on. Like, what if there are crazy people everywhere? Yeah. So I'm hiding under a car and I can hear Derek screaming my name. Nah, nah, nah. So I come out and I'm like, yeah, we end up sitting, ending up, up sitting on like a sidewalk, a little ways from the theater. And we're sitting next to a guy who had gotten shot in the ear, who was in the theater next to us. So he was not even in the theater where it took place, but he was next door and got shot in the ear. So we we're all sitting down together and the cops start swarming in, like, just like on the movies. Yeah. And I'm talking cops from Pueblo, Littleton, Aurora, Denver, just cops everywhere getting out with their gear, guns. And I am like, so scared because I'm like, what just happened? Like, because we don't know. So cops come up to us. They take pictures of each of us on their cell phone, ask us our names. They ask us a few questions, but not too many. And they make us go back up to the theater. So we go back up to the theater with them and they load us onto um, the city buses and they take us to a local high school nearby. We were at that high school for hours. I did not leave that high school until daylight. And when we, um, so we got there covered in, in blood of Lord, who knows who we're not allowed to wash anything off because we all have to have our pictures taken. We all have to be questioned individually. They had snacks and drinks for us. Of course, like they, you know, they did what they could to comfort us at the time. And um, I remember being questioned and finally being released. And once we got released, it was literally like a movie. Interviewer, viewers and news, people everywhere, cameras. And there are photos of me on Google that were taking, taken that next, that following Sunday at my church. And I'm like, how did the Denver Post even know that I wow. went to this church? How dare you be so evasive at, yeah. after we just, you know, survived such an insane thing without even really having an understanding at this point of what we just survived. <sighs> Looking back, I guess, what are we now? Nine years, you said almost nine years. How do you relate that trauma to your addiction? I guess the goal was to, you know, mask those insecurities, mask my fears, mask all of the awful things that I have been through, the things that 
the poor decisions I had made in my life and just drink it away, right? Just drink to act like nothing's wrong, drink to fit in with crowds that, if I'm being honest, I just like you never really fit into, right? But it's like, I want to fit into this. So just drinking all of my pain, all of my traumas, all of my fears away, only to wake up sober the next day and still have them all there. And so I think that's why I had to get sober so that I could face these things with a sober mind and face these things with an understanding of what I was really feeling, what I was really going through and why. And it's not easy. And I I can't say that it ever gets easier, but I know every day I wake up and decide to do it anyway. And I don't think there's a better decision. I don't think that there is. Not one for me anyway. Do you follow Blair Sharp, sobriety activist? I recorded with her yesterday. And one of the things that she said was, I feel like I found like the secret to life in this like sobriety and like wellness journey. And it has like changed my life. And I feel like nobody knows about it or like the people like we know about it, but like, I feel like I found the secret to life. And that just kind of reminded me of that when you said that. It's a not so hidden secret, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just not the the secret that society offers up, right? It's like, right. drink at this baby shower, drink at this. Yeah. Like, why are we drinking at baby showers? Yeah. We're celebrating a baby's life. We're celebrating so life. Why do why should that include alcohol, right? You can yeah. have so much fun and oh my god, the interactions that I have now while I'm sober, all of the ones I can remember now. Yes. Like true interactions and connections with people. You can't you can't curate these. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. They're amazing and they they fill you up in ways that alcohol cannot. And I think that that's I'm I'm getting emotional now because it's like my life is just so much greater without alcohol. Um, my confidence is so much greater without alcohol. My thoughts are so much better without alcohol. They're harder. They're hard as hell because sometimes they're uncomfortable. But they're so much more like life-giving. And that's I can never give that back up. Like I can't. I'm holding on to it with the dear life because it means so much to me and I worked so hard. Also, I'm doing 75 hard and I forgot to mention that. <laughs> what is that? Um, so do you know who Andy Frisella is? Mm, I don't think he so. He is the creator of First Form and that is like one of the biggest supplement brands yeah. in on the globe. Okay. Um And it's a program where it's for 75 days, you have to do two workouts for 45 minutes. One of them has to be outdoors. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to read 10 pages in a book every single day. Um, And it cannot be an audible. It has to be a paper Paper book, book. nonfiction. So you have to be learning, right? You have to stick to your meal plan and you can't have any cheat meals or alcohol. And I am actually today on day 67. Uh. So I have been through the ringer. I have been emotional. I have been. I can't imagine. 
It's insane. And I'm ready to be done. If <laughs> Eight more days. Eight more days. Because, <laughs> you can do oh it. You can totally do it. But I think that this challenge has also helped me build the confidence that I have today. Like you can do any damn thing now. Oh my God. Oh my God. And doing this proves that to you. Like you prove to you who you are, you're doing the work, you're showing you what you're made of. And I think that that even correlates to your sobriety, right? You make it 24 hours without drinking and you're so badass. You did it. You did that. You know what I mean? It's like you chose not to drink. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. It's like, oh, I made it through another day sober. No, you, you know, push through that day and it's not easy. To interrelate to what you said, like when I was drinking, I didn't think that I had any skills or like anything to contribute to anyone or any right. time to accomplish anything. And the fog lifted and a crisp mind that is like, motivated to accomplish things and help people. Like I've, I've worked in the corporate world for 20 years and never felt passion or the drive, or like, I felt like I was, I'm called to do this, to help people share their story. And well, I I think it's awesome that you are, are listening. I, I call them little shoulder taps. I like it. And, and I think that we, we get them so often. And I think that we, we ignore them because life gets so loud right? that it's so easy to ignore that thing that really fills us up. And we know we should be doing, but it's like, but my life, I I have bills. I have this, I have that. Like, yes, you have to honor those because those, I, I think that those drive us into the direction that we're actually meant to go in yeah. and life gets so much better there. Amazing things will happen. I am so excited to see what happens with, with your brand and with what you're doing. And um, you said something that reminded me of a scripture. I don't remember the scripture, but someone is praying that God um, would remove the scales from their eyes and I think that that is so important, like for us to pray those scales off of our eyes so that we can actually see the gifts that are inside of us. Um, And I think that, you know, we can be quirky or different in our personalities and we can hide that or shrink that because it's, it's not what the world, you know, it's not the typical polished Instagram photo, but it's like, that's, what's going to draw people in. That's, what's going to change lives. That's who you are and that's what we need to see. So I, I love your reels. I'm so happy. I'm so blessed to be connected to you. So thank you so much. Ditto. You're now part of the (laughs) the TSD family. So yes. Um, when we have our family reunion, uh, (laughs) you will get an invite to that. Thank you so much. Building better mentalities through fitness. You have to find something that you're passionate about in life. And I can see that it has just completely changed the trajectory of, of your life and you're bettering yourself while you're helping others. So let's sort of talk about how that has progressed over the last year and the classes that you're doing and, and what people can uh, get from your sort of services and where to find you online. Yes. 
Um, so again, last year I decided to start the hit classes and I actually started them with another local trainer here in Denver. So if you're looking for an awesome trainer, check out Tina Anderson. She's incredible. Um, but we started those classes last summer and we decided to, you know, target different parks, um, so that we were serving all the areas of the Denver Metro area. And I think our first class we had, we did it on zoom and we had, I think 11 people joined, but only seven made it to the end of the zoom. Okay. (laughs) So, um, that second class we did, we did it at a park and we had 19 people attend and we're like, Whoa. Yes. So by the end of the 10 weeks of summer, I think we were averaging around 43 to 45 people every Amazing. Saturday. Yeah. And my heart was just so full. I think that you have to really take it seriously when people start to trust you on that level, because these people are paying you and they're showing up every Saturday, not only for themselves, but also because you are there. And so you really have to hold yourself to a standard that's like, okay, I get to teach people fitness. I get to teach people hit. And so you have to take that serious. And, and so I did, I'm like, I have to live this, breathe this, walk this, if I'm talking this. And so that's what I did. I started to study for the ACPT exam, which I'm not going to lie. I've failed that thing three times, but I'm going to retake it. What is I'm it? Still trying. What does it entail? Like muscle and bone and stuff, or oh, like what? Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like the whole um, like spectrum of what a personal trainer needs to know. So like muscles and progressions and interviews and you know just how to take care of your clients. And so I can literally recite the book to you, but for some reason, <laughs> not testing, a test taker. Are you? <laughs> thought yeah. I was. Yeah. No. Yeah, I really did, but. I guess not. So I am still working on that, but I will not be defeated. Trust me. Trust me. You will see that ACPT in my Instagram bio very soon. (laughs) I can, in in the short time that we have chatted, I can know that about you. You're not going (laughs) to let that test beat you. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, Delayed, but not denied. Uh, So um, started to just really get serious about that. So I was studying for my CPT while still, you know, studying, like, how can I make my classes more effective? You know, like watching instructors on YouTube, like Shanti and like, you know, how are they doing this? How are they engaging with, you know, their, their audience? And so just taking notes and being a student and consuming that while serving people. And that has just brought so much purpose to my life. Um, just helping other people along their journey because fitness for one is not easy. Um, our bodies are machines, but they can also be the thing that we're like struggling with. You know, yeah. a lot of people struggle, like, what should I be eating? What should, what workout should I be doing? And, you know, just being a resource to others, like, Hey, try this. Hey, try this. Actually, you don't have to do hit because there are thousands of other types of fitness. So let's find one that works best for you because you got to love it. And it has to to be long-term, I think. Yeah. Not the, not sort of fad, um, you know, in and out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So something that you're going to love that you can commit to and long-term, right? Exactly. So whether that's hit, whether that's kickboxing, whether that's yoga, whether that is running miles, 
whatever your thing is. And, and that's what I really, that's the message I want to get to people is find what works for you, not what you're seeing on social media, not what your friends are doing. Sure. Tag along to a spin class with your friend. Yes. But if you hate it, don't go do it again. Right. Do what fuels your soul. Do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you feel confident. Do what also stretches you and challenges you. But I just want people to actually make their fitness journey, their journey, whatever that looks like for them. And it's going to look different for everybody. Right. So that is what I'm passionate about. And I believe that once you find that place, And once you really commit to it and create some healthy habits and healthy disciplines, that your mind gets so much better and so much sharper and so much stronger. And you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing. And I think that your body has to fall in line after that, because I just seen it happen to me. If you see my before and after pictures last year, yes, I was fit. However, my body is totally totally different right now. And of course I'm training for a bodybuilding show, but it it works when you do the work in your mind, when you find what you absolutely love, what fuels your fire, everything falls into place after that. Because I think when you're, when it's not fake, it just produces a different type of fruit, I think. And that's, what's beautiful to me about the journeys. Naya, what's something you're grateful for today? I am grateful for my coffee (laughs) and I think that every single day I, and this might sound cheesy. I am so grateful for God's grace. I think that it is God's grace that makes me look the way I look on Instagram. (laughs) This is not me. This is not, you know, I, (laughs) I wake up and I can't even explain how I have it all together, but somehow I do. And I know that that is God being present, being here now in in this room, being inside of me, like just carrying me through absolutely every single thing that we've even talked about today and, and so many other things. Right. But I am grateful for that grace and I don't take it for granted. I don't, I don't. Naya, you are beautiful inside and out. I am grateful that we connected. Thank you for your time today. Let's keep in touch because you uh, inspire me and I'd love to uh, sort of continue and see where, see where things would take us. Thank you so much. And you inspire me and your reels are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I just recorded an intro to another show and I was like, Make sure you check me out on Instagram. I make a fool out of myself on a regular basis. (laughs) It is awesome. You know, like I was reading something the other day and it's like, we don't let loosen up as adults. Yeah. I've just come to the point where it's like, nothing is off limits at this point. Like people react to like the more ridiculous ones. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, fine. Give the people what they want. Yes. Keep those coming, (laughs) please. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. Huge thank you to Naya. I know that it is uh, difficult to discuss that, but I am certain that we were able to help folks today. So much appreciated, Naya. I look forward to continuing to work together in the future. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And again, if we help one person, which I'm sure that we did, our job here is done. 
You can find all things podcast related and subscribe to our show at the youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, where we upload today's video podcast and on Instagram at the sobriety diaries pod. Check back soon for new episodes with new stories to tell. But until then, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye, friends.